Hi, I'm Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Timely. I'm Amber Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She is a variant. <laughs> yes. We're married now. Um, wow. No, um, I'm Amber Churchill, guys. <laughs> A.K.A. Pacheco. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. I mean, we were going to talk about Loki episode three, but uh, I think we need to talk about this. <laughs> This un, you know, out of nowhere union between Brittany and Amy. Yeah. This is a, uh, a day after my actual wedding anniversary, <laughs> for that matter, too. Really weird. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's meant to be. Wow. <laughs> what time? I think, it's mainly, I think it happened because I like I know your guys' names, so I'm just like, okay, you go and then you go and then I go, and so like in my brain, I was hearing your guys' names as you guys were saying it. <laughs> oh, goodness. You threw me off by not saying your name. Sorry, it well, happens. It's okay. We're married. Yeah. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm glad I'm that I finally you. got to find out because I've I do this podcast <laughs> with y'all and like I, I found out live on the air. So anyway. Another uh, bridal shower you weren't in. So did Brittany. To. So it's you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. We should have like the breaking news tab at the bottom. Um anyway. So let's get serious now because we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a, a you know. Season two, episode three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe series on Disney Plus, Loki. The, the episode is titled 1893, which I was like, I wonder, you know, last week it was called Breaking Brad, which is obviously a, you know, a playoff Breaking Bad. And then I was like, oh, 1893. Before I saw the episode, I was like, oh, well, maybe they're trying to take a bite out of like 1883, which is a show right. that was talked about on this channel, not yep. by any of us, but it was talked about on this channel. So, but they explain why it's 1893. And I'll let y'all explain to me what you thought of it, starting with uh, Amber. Amber, what what are your thoughts on the episode? I liked it. I kind of liked episode two a little bit more, but um, but I liked it. I liked all of the, um, I guess, the setup of everything. Uh, that I do have some theories of how I think the show is going and the direction I think it's going. Um, I kind of just based off what I'm seeing. I liked the little reference to Loki's, I guess, background history with the, um, at the World Fair with the Norse booth. Um, and also like that kind of just makes me think of like other things that we can discuss like later. Cause with uh, Balder, like <laughs> how, how I said before, like initiating like the, the Ouroboros, that was the start of the episode. And like, that just it's cyclical it means things kind of keep on happening it's a loop mm-hmm. um the ragnarok is a loop and it's like and like it starts and ends with because of loki and balder so okay. like in mythology so i think that was kind of <laughs> my brain just kind of started thinking but i liked it I, overall um what did you guys think so i kind of after the first watch i was like i feel like i'm missing something i don't I don't know what it was that i felt like something was lacking i for me it took a little bit more to pay attention with this episode than the previous one i, I actually really enjoyed breaking brad maybe because of the fact that we got to see old loki from avengers and thor you know saw his his ways come through again and the element of brad being Brad Wolf instead of X5 or whatever. This one, while it obviously is very crucial to the storyline and that of getting 
a variant of Kang back to the TVA in order to repair the temporal loom. I don't know. It just felt like it dragged. But the performance of Jonathan Majors as Victor Timely, that man can act. Like, that's that, that much is known. I just felt like there was something lacking in this episode. And I'm probably one of the few who, who feel that way. You know, I, I'm not sure. Justin, what, what were your thoughts on this episode? No, I, I, I disagree with you. I actually really so, enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoyed the episode. I think the show is getting better and better. I think having Loki and Mobius like travel through time on these adventures is kind of what I want out of this show. And I, you know, I like the aesthetics of this show. I like, uh, obviously the visuals, it looks great, but you know, you know, you know me, I, I like a song every now and then. And I really enjoyed the opening, like old timey piano music with the Marvel Studios intro. That was really cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really like cool way to start off the, you know, start off the show. Obviously, you know, we're traveling back to 1868 and then to 1893. Um, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. There's a lot to talk about. You know, we had a we had a cartoon clock that was like aggressively pursuing Victor Timely. I don't know about y'all. I've never been aggressively pursued by a cartoon clock, and I feel left out, honestly. Um, but, um, wow. yeah, no, I, I seriously, I, I don't know. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> I've always we'll be been right on awesome. that. Yeah. I, yeah. I've always like loved like being on time and it's never just worked <laughs> out for me. So <laughs> I, know, I know mental note, I what that, you're getting yeah. for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I thought it was a great episode. I thought the way you know, not to keep harping on, uh, miss minutes, but the way they use that character in this show was very creative like you know how she becomes you know this the ghost the ghost clock and scares people away the way she can change like you know she's like this kind of like orange color and then she can change to black and white like again how she wanted uh victor timely to create her body so she could be with king and they could rule because together. that wasn't creepy at all okay yeah well i will say that um the <laughs> voice saw it of, coming i mean yeah the the voice of Miss Minutes is uh, Tara Strong, and uh, right. she does have a body. She's a very attractive woman. Oh, so, yes, Timmy Turner is hot. We get it. We get it. What's the yes. reference there? Uh, Tara Strong was the voice of Timmy Turner from The Fairly Odd Parents, which is a that? TV show. Yeah, no. I don't we know actors, and I knew that. <laughs> we we looked this up, Justin. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't. I that wasn't something I'd ever heard of. So yeah, she she yeah. voiced. Uh, the character Timmy Turner on the Fairly Odd Parents, and she's a she's a very talented voice actor. Actress. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, and she's been doing it for years. Yeah, for years. Yeah, she's yeah. she's she's got a great range, of course. Uh, but that that surprise element of her being incredibly infatuated with Kang because he created her. All she is 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 an AI, mm-hmm. and and she kind of airs out the dirty laundry with, with Victor Timely, who's a variant of Kang and says, you know, in all of your abilities and all your power, you never took the time to basically make me more than what I could be. And that was basically, I could be your girl as she, she shifts her, her image to the face of a mannequin. And I'm like, this is not creepy at all. Also, I love, I love the fact that in, in Victor Timely's, lab 
he has all those mannequins and it's just like a subtle nod to like all the variants of of Kang. I don't know if anyone else interpreted it that way, but I certainly did. I just I thought it was kind of cool that I did that interpret there. it that way, but also that one scary level of the Hogwarts Legacy game like kind of traumatized <gasps> me about mannequins. You're so right. <laughs> I saw oh the mannequins God. and I'm like, no. Yeah, that was a scary level. It was really yeah. weird. Anyone who's played Hogwarts Legacy, they'll get it. But if, if you know, you know. Justin don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Happy to learn though. Y'all can y'all can tell me. Um <laughs> maybe in a separate pod. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's let's start from the top of the episode. We see uh Miss Minutes and Rinslayer, Ravona Rinslayer, travel to Chicago, 1868, the sacred timeline to secretly drop the TVA guidebook to a young Victor Timely. Of course, Victor Timely, as Brittany said, is a variant of He Who Remains. And um, basically, it's a plan that Miss Minutes said that it was it was He Who Remains' plan to go back and, you know, go back in time and start this variant on that path to become, you know, another another version of Kang. What it, uh, I'll start with you, Amber. What did you think about, like, first of all, they, they go back to 1868 and they say it's a sacred timeline. And then, but then when when they fast forward to 1893, they say it's a branch timeline. Can you explain why it's that way? Because I didn't, I didn't get that. I thought, why wouldn't it be the same timeline? I think, um, uh, I'm blanking. Nexus events, right? That's what causes them. Okay. Um, I think Renslayer putting the handbook, the book. Is what caused a nexus event. Creative branch. Okay. So it was originally the sacred timeline. That would have been the point. So that would have been a moment where if the TVA was functioning and as it was before, um, that would have been pruned. But it wasn't. So because, you know, everything's in shambles at the moment. So um, this timeline was able to continue its branch off. So that's what. That, that that is why I my, my explanation as to why I think it was a sacred timeline and now branched. And I think you're you're spot on in saying that because in the previous episode where they get a hit, uh, Casey at the TVA gets a hit on Renslayer's time pad. You can see that the location was off a branched uh, a branched time, right? Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's totally just spot on. But the explanation of a Nexus event is interesting because that wasn't supposed to happen in the sacred timeline. And that was going to be one of the questions I posed to everyone was by going back in time, would that not disrupt that timeline? Right. And I know Amber's like really knowledgeable when it comes down to like time travel and, you know, time lures and things like that. So happy you're back here. We missed you having, (laughs) we miss having you on the pod and, and your visuals. I know you came prepared today. So with that being said, you know, I figured, okay, but like if if they went back in time, I mean, is this like this endless loop kind of thing or would it disrupt the sacred timeline and then create something new? And I think the explanation Amber gave was was brilliant. Uh, so yes. it's Thank it's you. really interesting to say the least it, um, to figure out, you know, about time and, and stuff like that. So it, uh, Speaking of time, you know, we've got Justin who's coming to us from a branched, yeah. <laughs> a branched timeline. Yeah I, I, yeah, I branched out 
So I'm back. <laughs> You're back. It's good. So with that being said, um, it was really interesting to see that he who remains had a backup plan. Like, obviously, he knew something was going to happen. His time was going to end. And in order to keep the TVA running, he needed to give the TVA guidebook to his younger self mm -hmm. on the sacred timeline, who was already like inventing things and developing things and, and whatnot. So it was just really interesting for that to transpire. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm just curious because how much did he actually invent and how much was actually already in the TVA handbook that Ouroboros wrote? Because that, that was his is journal. That was his science journal. So how much was actually him? How much was Ouroboros? Well, and I have something on the Ouroboros and, and uh, Victor Timely thing. Hmm. Uh, Victor Timely, there's a, I noticed a couple of things he said. I mean, he said a lot of, lot of, lot of interesting things, but there's one part, you know, where he was talking about how, you know, he's, he's basically, he said this kind of in two different ways, but he said, you know, my ideas are ahead of, ahead of time. He's like, you know, the concepts are bona fide. I just need, you know, the, this crude technology of this era or of, of my era to catch up with my visionary mind. And like, they, they kind of like that kind of stuck out in my head. And then like later on, he referred to Ouroboros as a as a visionary, what do you call him? A visionary something, but he used the same word. And I was like, I wonder if that's, like on purpose, like is Ouroboros, you know, just another variant of Kang. I think I, I had suggested that early yeah, on. Yeah, I think you did too. So with, with that being said, uh, which, com so coming long, to yeah. the chat. Yeah. Coming to the chat right here. We have Raheem joining us. Thank you so much for being back with us. He says, I have a feeling that Renslayer might be he who remains daughter. That is according to Marvel database named Ravona Renslayer. And if you see Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you see Kang with her. Mm. That is really interesting, the idea that she could be his daughter. I think I'll take it one step further. I think I saw it suggested on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, that Renslayer is a variant of He Who Remains. Mm. Either way, they're, they're both a very interesting sort of theory. I don't like that theory because then, then it's kind of the same thing as like Loki and Sylvie. You know what I mean? But it would make sense in a way. Like, yes, why does the variant yeah. need to stay the same gender or or whatnot? You know what I mean? Well, like, then you kind of get the old Marvel problem of the bad guy. Yeah, because like so guy. far the your reflection only. Go ahead. Oh, I think, I think Amber well, might I was be saying a little lagging <laughs> on Brittany's point. Go ahead. You I'm going to leave and come back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having some so. technical issues for tonight. So um, we appreciate everybody who's watching right now and bearing with us um, to, to talk about Raheem's uh, question. I just want to say like, and I'm, not, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Brittany, but Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that's an animated uh, Avengers show. That's actually, mm -hmm. it's available on Disney plus. I've actually watched, parts of the first season i actually like it quite a bit okay. um yeah so that's an animated series um i have not gotten to the part where where kang or ravona appear but uh oh, okay that is uh interesting to to note um gotcha well, let me see if i can 
Yeah. Let me see if I can bring back Amber from backstage. Amber, are you back She's with back. us? Am I am I good? Hopefully so. you're good. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Go for it. Hopefully. Yeah, I think so. Um I think on Brittany's point, it would be really cool if we did if uh she was a variant because of the whole uh like because the only variants that we've seen variety of as is Loki. While everyone like the the visions that we had of Kang's variants, like that whole auditorium of them in the Council mm -hmm. of Kang, um, yep. they all looked they all looked the same, just different outfits and different things. So I think it'd be real, but we, we know for a fact that variants can look vastly different. So it would be interesting, but I don't really know how um, on point that is. Because I haven't really thought about the variance aspect because I mostly just think about the time aspect. But that's me. Well, the other thing, too, is that we've heard a recording from presumably he who remains speaking to Ravana about she is a marvel and that he was looking forward to working with her, whatever that meant. So at some point we know that unless I was just kind of to throw you off the scent at some point, presumably he who remains in Ravonna have some sort of alliance allegiance, but unless she herself has experienced her mind being wiped much like Ouroboros Mobius and, and things like that, you know, being plucked from the sacred timeline and not recalling anything. We, we know something of the sort exists, be it the sacred timeline or in a multiverse version of, of the timeline, right? It's, it's my, my brain's hurting trying to wrap my head around this, honestly. But it's it's interesting that at at this present time, when Ravana has gone back into time to deliver the TVA guidebook to a young Victor Timely, she has no recollection of of this of this uh, alliance or allegiance pact, if you will, but Miss Minutes obviously does because she was the one who helped sort of orchestrate this plan to go into effect mm -hmm. to make sure that he who remains or a variant of his would come back to the TVA and be back on top. And when that would happen, both Miss Minutes and Ravana would be right there by his side. But kind of quickly see that there's an ulterior motive with Miss Minutes with regards to uh, Renslayer being a part of this little trio. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty sassy to, to Ravona from like, okay. from jump. Yeah. Yeah. So you could tell something was going to happen. And then, you know, then she's like, <laughs> you can tell she's kind of jealous of Ravona. You know, Ravona's an actual physical woman. And <laughs> well, she scoffs at the things that Ravana says to, yeah, to Victor right. Timely. Like, yeah, it was me who delivered the book. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, this this partnership or whatever. And yeah, Miss Minutes is like, I see you. I got other plans, but I see you. <laughs> yeah, she's just a little jelly. It's okay. A little bit. A little bit. So let's let's get back to the, the with the timeline and everything. So Mobius and Loki. They're tracking Renslayer's Tempad. They end up in 1893, which is, of course, the title of the episode, at the Chicago World's Fair on the branch timeline. 
they're trying to find like you know they're trying to find any kind of clues to get to Renslayer or to find you know Timely or whoever they're looking for, and we get the moment where Loki discovers uh, statues of Thor <laughs> and Odin and Baldur the Brave, um, which you know I don't think a ton of us you know MCU fans are that familiar with. I will let uh, Amber tell us more about Bold of the Brave. Then I have a little note to mention also. Uh, so Amber, yeah, you, take it away. You can give the Marvel part. I'll give yeah, the I mythology can. part. Okay. Why don't you do the mythology? Then I'll do the Marvel. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, in the mythology, um, it's vastly different than the Marvel mythology, but um, <clears throat> like Loki isn't even brothers with Thor in that in the original mythology, he's actually like blood, brother, blood brothers with Odin. But um, either way, he's involved in everything. And uh, Balder is kind of like um, kind of like how Thor is presented to us in Marvel. He's very um, like the golden child. Mm-hmm. Everyone like everyone loves him. Everyone's amazing. Whatever um, they him his death would lead to loki being imprisoned which loki being released from his prison is what tricks off ragnarok so uh but how this all like agreed was that um they Mulder's mom was like didn't want anything to happen to him so went around asking every living thing plants creatures everything to swear not to harm Baldur, and all of them agreed but she forgot mistletoe and um loki they they were all taking heavy they were having a grand old party about it just chucking things at and shooting things at Baldur because it wouldn't harm him so they were just having a fun little haha look what happens now moment and loki took advantage of a blind asgardian um whose name is for I, i'm sorry i'm forgetting of it right now but um someone knows it or wants to google it let me know <laughs> but I, I know it it's just not it's out of my brain right now anyway he uh he tricks a blind asgardian fellow asgardian to um into shooting a arrow made of mistletoe at Baldur and killing Baldur, and um as a result, Loki was imprisoned, and um, the and the whole thing with Ragnarok ends up happening. And I don't want to go into that because that's a very, very long, very long thing. Not not doing it. Not not right now. <laughs> but um, at the end of Ragnarok, uh, the world is destroyed. Um, most Asgard, everyone's dead gods humans everyone um two humans do survive restart the human population um and balder is resurrected starts off the acer again and um yeah so balder is resurrected as the new because he's also like the god of light too so it's like Hmm. kind of like the rising sun over a horrible awful night so um, interesting okay. that uh, Balder and Loki do have like a very interesting dynamic. So it was kind of cool that he was the one that was mentioned along with Balder and Thor. 
Yeah. Def- uh, Brittany, um, were you familiar with Balder the Brave before this episode? Not at all. I mean, what what little I researched for this episode and, and discovering that there was some sort of animosity towards Loki and, and Balder and, and a little bit of what Amber has explained. It's just funny because giving that little tidbit into the show and obviously Loki was just like, no one even knows who Balder is. And Mobius is like, sure, Balder the Brave. Like, this is just common knowledge. Like, duh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Loki obviously feeling some type of way about Thor. And he's like, he's not that tall. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> I just like how, you know, he sees uh, the statues. and He's like, it's embarrassing. He's like, it's crash generalization. He's like, yeah. you reduce an entire culture down to a simple diorama. He's like, such poverty of imagination. The writing on this show is so good. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's excellent. It's wonderful. And then having Tom Hiddleston <laughs> deliver the lines is like just like perfect. But I didn't want to mention, I think this is the first reference of Balder the Brave in the MCU. I may be wrong, but I wanted to, I think let, you're right. Want to let y'all know that uh, Balder was actually supposed to be in the MCU in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. He was going to be part of the Illuminati and he was going to be played by Daniel Craig. It did not happen. Stop obviously. it right now. Yeah, he was a little bit, <laughs> yeah, but it got down the road. Not not obviously far enough, but uh, that was the plan. So okay. Anyway, well, Raheem here in the chat says that if you have played God of War, you would know him, meaning Balder. Correct. That's funny because my husband loves God of War Ragnarok. I think he's played it twice. I think he's still currently playing it. I'm pretty sure he knows who the character is, and I'm going to ask him about it after this pod. <laughs> I have not played the game. I'm familiar with both of them. They're very popular uh, PlayStation yeah. games, but uh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. On your to-do list. <laughs> yeah, I've got, yeah, it's, the list is insane. Yeah. Um, so let's let's transition to Victor Timely. We, this is kind of the point of the episode where we meet him, and he is, uh, you know, they, they see like there's a sign for Victor Timely's and his astounding temporal marvels. And I, I want to note just the name Victor Timely. The reason why they chose Timely is because Marvel Comics, before it was Marvel Comics, they were Timely Comics. So it's kind of a nod to the former name of the company. Very cool. So I thought that was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, this is obviously, uh, we, you know, we got one of these scenes was straight, you know, taken from, or was, was, you know, this scene appeared in the uh, post credit for uh, Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania. So we, yeah. we knew this was coming. And we get to this part. We finally get to see Jonathan Majors. Um, obviously, he has a lot of uh, off-screen issues, but uh, I want to get y'all's yeah. thoughts on him. I think he's fantastic. Uh, Amber, what are your thoughts on meeting this version of Kang, of He Who Remains? He's this, you know, this industrialist and inventor, but he's kind of a con man, and he has like this hitch in his. He, he has like a stutter, and he's kind of awkward. Um, what do you think about? Jonathan Major's portrayal of the character. I thought he did really well with the portrayal. Um, I liked the like slight stammer, but also like he knows what he's talking about and he can, and like I, it, it, the stammer to me kind of came more as he, his, he's thinking too fast to say his words. And so he is intentionally trying to slow himself down. Um, I personally have to do that quite often. So I, that's how I took it. I, I thought it was a 
good performance and the fact that I really felt like this was a variant. But um, granted, I don't, I'm not that familiar with Kang the Conqueror. So other than his He Who Remains era. Uh, so um, this to me, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Variant. Um, I did think it was kind of interesting that as his like his inventions and kind of a con man like persona was made when uh, Mobius and Loki first got to the fair, um, he referenced two people that are vastly different but um, kind of fit those categories. That he mentioned Edison and H.H. Uh, H. Holmes, and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting because Edison uh, was um, also an inventor and did invent a bunch of things, but also did put his name on a lot of things that wasn't his. Okay. Um, kind of like how he's putting uh, his name on all of the TVA stuff that Ouroboros wrote. So um, I thought that was interesting. And H.H. Holmes was also a con man and um, mm-hmm. and a serial killer, but that's beyond the point. But uh, King the Conquerors <laughs> killed a lot of people too. So yeah, yeah it's still on the nose. On a grander scale, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Just world. I mean, but I just thought that just was kind world. of like an interesting tidbit. So I thought, yeah. like, I um, I watched it with Will, and Will didn't catch the names, but I did, and I was just like, that is such a weird combo. <laughs> like, what? Mobius, why? Why did you pick those two people? And then, um, but then when we, as we kind of got through the episode and started seeing more of Victor Timely, I was like, oh, okay, that really developed the character. Mm-hmm. And highlights his faults, characteristics, traits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. It, it kind of defined him really well. So I uh, I thought the performance was really good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, this much I've, I've already said. Jonathan Majors can act. Like, he is a brilliant actor for someone who is roughly my age. I think he's just a tad bit younger. Outside of his off-screen personal life issues that are that are underway, the man can deliver a performance. And what I really enjoyed about this adaptation of a variant of He Who Remains, vastly different in the sense of He Who Remains and, and Kang, for that matter, instills some sort of fear into into you as as the audience, like you believe the things that he says will come to pass. Whereas with Victor Timely, because of the brilliant mind, yes, but the the fact that he he's maybe thinking too fast and his, his speech can't keep up with it. He is a tad bit awkward. He's unsure, perhaps. And he is just so vastly different from the two other characters that we we've met that look just like him, but are obviously not him. And I, and I think that's what really sold me on Jonathan majors is the, is the range, right? Everything that he's doing is like a masterclass of acting, the performance, the showmanship of him as Victor timely talking about the temporal loom. And I mean, the man did his research in the sense of how, how inventors at shows like the world's fair would would present their their inventions or or their product or whatever the case may be he did his homework right it and to me 
you feel for me at least it, you feel like you were actually there like you were in that audience along with Loki and Mobius and and everyone else who was in attendance right you believed it he's he's brilliant when it comes to acting and i've seen him only the only other thing i've seen Jonathan Majors in is Lovecraft Country and he's wonderful in that show as well i haven't finished it yet i haven't seen Creed yet still need to watch it but yeah the, the man the man's got range and i i think you feel a little differently towards victor timely compared to that of he who remains in kang you actually feel some sort of some sort of sympathy towards him or, or empathy however you however you want to interpret it because it's it's believed by sylvie that all of kang's variants are the same, right? They're all evil. They all have ill intent. And 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 when Victor Timely is like pleading to her, he's like, I'm not like the others, or I'm not who you think I am. I I make my own choices and and whatnot. And it's just it kind of echoes Sylvie in a weird way. So it's uh it's really mm -hmm. interesting. It's really interesting. It was a it's a wonderful performance, like from top to finish. It's it's just it's so good. Yeah, I think you can kind of see why maybe Jonathan Majors want to take this role because it kind of shows his range. He can play yes. so many different characters in different ways. So yeah, I thought the I thought he was great. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I really hope that his, you know, off-screen stuff works itself out and it's not bad. And they're going to, to trial. They're going to trial at yeah, the end of gets, November. So yeah. hopefully he gets to continue because you know he's such a huge part of the MCU going forward. And uh, yeah, I mean, one of the movies is literally called Avengers, the King Dynasty. So <laughs> that's uh, yeah, the, the Avengers is a, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, property. So uh, that would be big if they had to recast. But uh, yeah, no, I, thought, I thought he was absolutely I thought he was fantastic in this role. And I, I like when he's, you know, during the demonstration, he's he's trying to sell his idea about, you know, the, the power of harnessing the power of light bulbs and lighting up a, a city or powering the world. And he's like. If it can be dreamed, it can be achieved because all science is fiction until it's fact. I thought that was and a you, really well-delivered line. You know that whole bit about if, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. That's kind of a spoof off something that Walt Disney had said. You know, if you if okay. you can dream it, you can build it, basically, um, which is really a really fun sort of little Easter egg, given that Marvel is is a, a Disney product, if you will. So it's yeah. yeah. That's kind of a great tie-in. So quickly in the chat, uh, we've got Travis joining us. What's up? How's it going? And uh, Raheeb in the chat also says, one of the best part for me was when Renslayer says to Miss Minutes, you don't blend in. And then yeah. she changes herself to black and white Mickey Mouse. That was good. Yeah. That, I hadn't considered the whole like sort of Mickey Mouse yeah, kind of tie-in. That's like the old school black and white cartoons. Like it, it did. Okay. Like her eyes even changed to. Yeah. I noticed her hands look like Mickey. Yeah, that's I did notice yeah. that part. Yeah, it's still a little bit ahead of its time when it comes to you know Mickey Mouse, of course. But yeah. I, it's a it's a it's a great tie-in. That's that's a really Who knows? great observation. Maybe Walt like got a glimpse of the gigantic like kaiju version of his minutes. <laughs> oh <laughs> Who my knows? God, the ghost yeah. clock. That's yeah. Oh, that's what that's what got clock. him. Yeah, man. No, I meant like the giant one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the ghost clock. That's what she became. Was this giant? I know, yeah. but yeah. yeah. I got you. Uh, <laughs> Travis said something. Oh, yeah. Travis, so back in the chat, he says, I love the main MCU Kang variant. He's just a guy named Nate. 
with no knowledge of what he is. Half the Avengers seeing him as a threat, the rest saying he can't be judged for what he didn't do. Great point. Great point. Well, yeah, but that's also Sylvie's whole point. You know, like all the variants, really, they were, they just made a different choice. Most of yeah. them. Most of them <laughs> just made a slightly different choice and that apparently didn't fly with somebody and King. <laughs> and, Nexus. uh, <laughs> Nexus. yeah, <laughs> that kind of just like cycles into why he, why she kind of like let him go mm. when he was I begging. Mean, like, I'm not that guy. Right. right. Variant. I'm not going to, I wouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. she wouldn't have done some of the horrible, awful things that other Lokis have done, but she's also done her fair share of other horrible things. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's interpretation. But maybe the Kang variants don't have the free will that the Loki variants do. You know, I think more just different motives because the Kang variants just all have they're all grabbing for power of some sort. Yeah. Regardless of what aspect and how hard they grapple for it, but they're all going for a power. Well, Loki's are just agents of chaos, literally. <laughs> As they should be. Uh, Travis here in the chat says, I do find it hilarious that Obi isn't mentioned in the first season, yet everyone is suddenly calling for him now. That's true. That it, That is very true. I thought that was kind of like an interesting way to bring his character in when he wrote the damn guidebook that supposedly is on every single desk of of the TVA and only one person so far that we know has managed to memorize the whole thing and that's Casey Mm -hmm. who we did see in the in the first season so uh yeah it's it's that is really interesting well yeah because so much of their everyday functions of the TVA revolve around his ideas and if he mm-hmm. wrote the book mm-hmm. literally wrote the book on it you'd think that he would be more involved who wrote the book on the tva sorry uh yeah i'm, I'm pretty convinced though that obi is probably a variant of some kind for mm-hmm. for he who remains right yeah because he said I, he called him a visionary author and i think i think the go. visionary thing like that's something that's that's high praise. That's like that's, you know. Yes, and, it is. And he already patted himself on the back, and then, mm-hmm. then he said that about Ouroboros. So, I yeah. I mean I think maybe that's too obvious. Maybe that there's a they're gonna zig or we think where they're gonna they're, they're gonna zag or something. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we're, we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm just to. if he whether he is or isn't a variant. I'm just interested in how he got there. Yeah. Because well, how everyone got there. You know, if they're plucked well, yeah. from the timeline, I mean, I I guarantee I, the the theory that I am feeling like that this is setting up and what uh, the past episodes are setting up. I think that this is the or we're approaching the end of the TVA, but it's going to be a Ragnarok situation where the end is the beginning. So, mm. I think the end of the TVA is the beginning of another loop. So they're going to have to set in stone, they're going to have to set in place all of the little stepping stones that will lead to all of this happening over and over again. This is a song that never ends. Time. Time, yeah. Uh, Travis says, the only reason I don't suspect Obi is we get scenes of him by himself where he shows genuine support 
of the other heroes. Now, I, I see that. You make a great valid point. And to kind of support this idea of mine that I believe Obi could be a variant is that maybe not all variants share the same end game, right? They're not necessarily all evil. Maybe, maybe Victor Timely, for example, won't be the evil person that we see in He Who Remains and, and Kang, right? Variants differ. That's why they're variants. That's why I'm suggesting that maybe OB, because of the brilliance uh, uh, things that he's done with the TVA, having written the whole book on it. I mean, that and what Justin was saying, the visionary author, that takes a brilliant mind. And if he who remains was the one who created the TVA, then he needed someone of equal intellect to be able to write the book about it. I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't feel that all variants are going to share the same mindset of, of being evil or, or not. That's just, that's just my, my two cents there, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Yesenia here, everyone gets pruned. Why not OB? I'm sus. Well, <laughs> you pose a good question. Yeah. That's that. I, I, well, I don't have, a, like, I don't have an answer for that. Does, how far back does uh, OB's memory go? Cause we know that mind wipes get happened too. Mm -hmm. So, and, and we do know that like, they do have some reference of time passing at the TVA, even though it technically doesn't, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, Renslayer saying, I've been doing this for eons and Mobius yeah. being like, we've worked together for how many hundreds of years? Like he, mm -hmm. um, they're aware they, they make, yeah. Like they make comments and like when, Obi, um, Mobius and, uh, met Obi for the first time, you know, he even was kind of like pretending to already have known him just being like right. 400 like, yeah. years like it's so time doesn't really seem to matter to them so how far back does their memory go and then how far back does ob's memory go has he ever had his memory wiped i'm i i won't say, i don't know about wiped because obviously he couldn't recall some things from the past mm -hmm. until loki had visited him in the past and it was but that's a retroactive occurrence that's how it no happened. no no i know i know but like it's it's only when Mo uh, mobius was talking to obi about the things oh do you have a like a device that can help with with the loom and and he's like no yes you know kind of it's like but that's because it, it was yeah i know i know i know i'm just saying i'm just because <laughs> it was technically happening at the same time i know i know <laughs> he was he didn't have the answers before Right. But then at the same time, Loki is like, well, Loki's giving him the conversation. So he didn't yeah. have it like two seconds ago. But <laughs> it's all, it's all confusing. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the answer until yeah. Loki gave it to him. So that's true. That's, that's true. That, that, that part is a retroactive occurrence. But mm. um, the, I'm just wondering how, because, Maybe people have read the TVA handbook and they just don't remember because their minds are wiped. Um, because the memory was wiped, and because OB seems to remember, you know, he obviously wrote the whole thing and he knows so much more than we can even start to assume. Mm -hmm. But because everyone else has had their minds wiped or their memories wiped, that puts everyone else at a disadvantage to him. That's true. I mean, I thought I thought it was funny with 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 OB when Loki and, and Mobius, Casey and, and 
no, maybe not Casey, but B fifteen were were in the in the room. Of course, Obi's all like, "We're we're all gonna die." Like that's just that's just matter of fact. That much we know. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die unless we get mm -hmm. the temporal aura of the person who created the loom to come and help fix the thing. But because obviously he who remains is dead, they obviously have to go find a variant. The suggestion from from Mobius of like, well, can we like troubleshoot or can we right. can we bypass the system? And and Obi, Obi who wrote the book on everything in the TVA, he's all like, oh really? That's great, like. My dude, you're the brilliant it too mind. <laughs> I'm like, you're the brilliant mind here. If that was so simple of a fix, like, why couldn't you figure that out on your own? <laughs> it was great. I, I think that was wonderful. <laughs> He's a silly, interesting dude. I'm very interested in seeing where his character goes, especially because of the name and where I'm thinking the, th the plot is going. I... Yeah. I need answers. Yeah. Uh, Travis here says, since Casey is the one who knows the handbook verbatim, I suspect a time slip will occur. He'll open the book and notice it's altered through time. Maybe. I, I think now with the end of Victor Timely coming to the TVA with Mobius and Loki and having that that TVA guidebook with all his, his notes and, and all whatever else he was uh, coming up with yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're gonna have some sort of time slip or is he gonna do be a, like a double cross you know what i mean like he he already knows so much about the tva yeah. I, i'm very curious as to what will transpire now that he's with loki and movies as tva or if we're going with my cyclical time nothing ends theory um what if he does technically double cross everybody but he fixes it to fall all in place so that he ends up, like what if he what if victor timely is he who remains is that fair like what if it's not a variant of he who remains that's just because we know it's a kang oh, variant right so what if victor timely is well don't we I'm sorry. Don't we know who the, he who remains is like a scientist from like the 31st century or something, right? Don't did, did, don't weren't we kind of given that information? Like he he's a descendant. He's a descendant of Reed Richards, who is Mister Fantastic. Oh, right. So which I've heard they haven't about that. they haven't cast Mister Fantastic yeah. yet because I don't I don't think it's going to be John Krasinski whenever the Fantastic Four comes, and which I was going to point out. You know, last week we talked a lot about like what's coming up with Marvel, and of course. You know, there's strikes and there's all kinds of stuff that's has got stuff delayed. The Fantastic mm -hmm. Four movie is supposed to release May 2nd, 2025. Now, the chances of that happening are probably zero because you know, May May of 2024, Deadpool 3 is probably not gonna happen. It's gonna be pushed back. So and there's you know three movies ahead of or four movies up front of the fast Fantastic Four before it come out comes out. So who knows when these movies are gonna come out, but there is a tie between He Who Remains and Reed Richards. It's like his great great grandson or something. Nathaniel Richards is the name of the character. So I think I do recall something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I do too. I just completely forgot about that. But um, mm -hmm. Raheeb's but um, most recent comment kind of 
kind of follows my like what I was just saying because it's how would he who remains know that Victor Timely's timeline was the one that survives all of the pruning and the nonsense and the insanity because that's true. How does he because know it, that? Unless because originally, originally the book was given to Victor Timely in the sacred timeline, and when Mobius and Loki and Ravana are all together again, it's it's in a a branched timeline. So yeah, that that is. I mean, he who re he who remains knows all. Like that much, I think was understood. Yeah. So if he had this plan in place and he knew all the events that would transpire after his death, then he's still in control to some degree. He just needs to have like the chips fall into place in order yeah. for him to be resurrected or something. I'm not sure, especially with the fact that when Sylvia arrives at the lab, that, you know, she, she listens to Victor's pleads, lets him go with Loki and Mobius to the TVA. She's left to deal with Renslayer, right? Doesn't kill Renslayer, but uses the he who remains little time pad thing, the very uh, ancient looking type type device, sends her to the end of time where a decomposing he who remains is. And it's kind of like, okay, well, how is she going to get out of that? Like, is the time pad going to allow her to leave that place? Because she is there with Miss Minutes, and Miss Minutes obviously knew how to access the end of time, knew how to get right. to, to He Who Remains, right? So it's kind of like... <sighs> I've lost my train of thought, but but basically, it's just like, this This was already in motion. Like, the, the sacrifice of, of maybe He Who Remains was necessary in order for like what Amber's more or less saying is that time is going to repeat itself. It's, 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 we're in this like endless loop. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anything, what I said just made any sense. It made sense to me. So. I feel like Michael Scott for a little bit. Like I, I started somewhere and then I, I don't know where it took me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm anyway. telling you, I, I, I think I think that's how where we're getting is like the the end of the TVA is the beginning of the TVA and it's just going to cycle through and he mm -hmm. who remain oh wept Victor Timely whatever variant of Kang we have right now whatever variant happens will fix everything and set everything in motion for it all to happen again the TVA to go as it was not knowing about like maybe he'll create the animatronics Maybe he'll like set everything up so that they, the TVA is functioning on their own without knowing about him. And then he goes and hides in his castle at the end of time right. and waits for Sylvie. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. Uh, really quick here in the chat, Travis has said two things. As far as we've seen, I don't think Obi has actually read the book after he's written it which could explain why it's all gibberish. Obi discovering his work is being altered. That's, that's an interesting theory. That would mm -hmm. kind of, kind of fall into what Amber was talking about with the, the, re, uh, how did you put it? The retroactive occurrence. Retroactive. Yeah. Retroactive reoccurrence. Um, and also got ahead of myself. Uh, Travis says, Obi could be a mind wipe variant of Reed Richards. Kang using his intelligence, but taking away his memories. Unlikely, but it could be a neat twist. I agree. That, that would be rather yeah. interesting. 
Uh, and lastly, Raheem says, yeah, I think he who remains has some connections with the watchers, not us watchers. Let me just uh, clarify that. But the watchers, if you've watched uh, what or, if. Or does he mean the watcher singular? Because or the watcher. That was, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, there there are more than than one, I think. But um, but there's one that, that is highlighted that we, in what that's if. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So probably connections with the Watcher um, because Watcher can see it all and also know how to come back after he's been killed. I, perhaps. Perhaps. I have nothing to offer. <laughs> it's confusing. Let's just be real. Like it's, 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 it's pretty I confusing. like it better when the dudes are in spandex and they're fighting each other, punching and wow. kicking. And, you know, <laughs> like, not so much the spandex, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm glad you were clarifying. Like, You're all about that spandex. <laughs> all about no, that spandex. Trust me, I'm not. The muscle padding. Come on. No. Yeah. Listen, so, Reed Richards in spandex. I get it. I get it. I would say like capes, but Marvel doesn't have a ton of cape people. You know, that's more of a DC mm-hmm. Superman, Batman, and various other characters. Martian Manhunter. I guess like mask and, you know, just superpowers. <laughs> I'm going to go with Edna Mode and just being like no capes and Edna mm-hmm. Mode's Disney and Pixar and, you know, it just. I think I could play Ed- Edna Mode. I, yeah. I think I could do it. I, I almost got the hair for it. So I mean, you know. Loki and Thor originally had capes, but and That's Thor technically kind of still does, but they're short. Yeah. Um, and Loki doesn't wear his anymore because he goes to the he he uses his shape shifting abilities and wears a TVA uniform. He's very modern. Yes, he is. So uh, Travis here says it would be awesome if we saw the Watcher's eyes appear in space near the time stream and warn the characters of what's happening. Hmm. Yes. Talk talk about a interesting twist there. And Raheem says there is one highlight, but there are more in terms of Watchers, and we see them in a cameo with Stanley. Stanley, Stanley in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. You know what? I do recall that. I do do recall that that uh, mid credit scene, post credit. Either way, I remember. Thanks for pointing that out. And there is a a uh, what if season two in the works. So yes, we will see the Watcher again. I never watched. I haven't watched What If, but I do know that like a very weird crack ship that I was like obsessed with for uh, like maybe two months was confirmed canon in it. So I'm okay. That's all I know. It's worth a watch. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. And I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, not your favorite thing. Looking back, it wasn't my favorite, but like compared to what we've gotten lately, like it's, it's fine. You know, I mean, it was entertaining. There was some good stuff. It's yeah. You know, it was kind of never, I mean, it, it is canon, but it's, not really, you know, like it's, it's what if, like, it's what if this happened instead of that, you know, what if, what if T'Challa became uh star Lord, you know, like the just wacky kind of stories and they made it all work, yeah. but you know, it's not meant to be the, the main line MCU canon. So <laughs> not all uh, I know was the, like, I, because way, way, way back, like in the first like Thor movie, not even I don't I don't even remember if this is like post or pre Avengers, like the first Avengers. I don't even know. I just know that um a real like random ship that occurred because they had never even the characters had never even met was of um because there's you have we have Thor and we have Jane, but uh, people were shipping Loki with Darcy and um 
And the ship is called Taser Tricks, if you ever want to look that up. But there was like a huge thing about it and thousands of fan fictions about it. And um, it works really well hmm. if, if the characters were to ever meet. But then yeah, I was, I, I was so, say that those characters don't interact at all. So yeah, but <laughs> if they did, <laughs> yeah. think about it. And um, I well, love, that's a what if, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a it was a if they did. And I again, I've never watched what if, but apparently something happened with Loki and Darcy in one of the episodes. Did it? Now there's a there's one about Thor. I don't know. I, <laughs> but I don't. people. I don't remember off the top of my head, truth be yeah. told. I don't know. I think it was his frost giant form. I remember I remember Loki and Frost Giant form. Yeah, I, I do recall that, but I don't remember and, the Darcy well, thing. Th- that was the one that was the the episode was what if Thor was an only child? Oh gosh. <laughs> that's what it was. So. Okay, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it was um that's that's all I know because people were Apparently, I still followed people on Tumblr who were really big into Taser Tricks at the time. And so... You say Taser, and it makes me think of Taser Face from Guardians and how everyone was well, it's fun uh, of the name. The ship name is because he's the trickster and yeah. she has she tased Thor. like mm. that, So Taser Tricks. It kind of just became a... that that That's their ship name. I can't change it. Gotcha. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, that. people were freaking out about it. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. That's it. Back to Loki. Oh. <laughs> I I'm mean, not... we're still on the topic of Loki. But... <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about this episode, though. <laughs> yes. So minus the taser choice. We're back to the episode. 1893. Um, so, Brittany, you referenced in the episode. We see Miss Minutes, and she's talking about how she knows a secret about Renslayer. She says, I can tell you, but it's going to make you real angry. Now, I want to get your thought, Brittany, your thoughts in the Amber. What do you think the secret is? Cause I have no clue. I absolutely feel like it was at that, that moment. I'm like, what did I miss? Like, I feel like I was missing a bit of information from this episode. Like, was there, was there like a mini episode that happened in between two and three? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I, I was missing something yeah. and because it came out of left field. Right. And and this is where Miss Minutes was kind of saying with regard to he who remains, you know, he created me, but he should have known better than to cross me. Right. When I know all of his secrets or I know just right. like all the secrets that that one would need to know and then flip it on Renslayer to say, like, I know a really big secret about you, you know, but if I tell you, you're going to get really, really angry about it. And and scene like what the heck like i honestly have no idea what the big secret would be unless unless it had something to do with renslayer being a variant or somehow uh, someone in the chat said about her being kang's daughter or something along you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't know i don't know what that secret could be in order to tr- trigger that emotion out of Renslayer. No idea whatsoever. Amber, do you have any idea what the big secret could be? I thought it was something, I think it's something that has like in the comics. So people who know the comics would know, or I thought, honestly, Justin, I thought you were going to know. <laughs> I thought you were going to have answers for us. <laughs> no, I, but, um, sorry to keep disappointing of, you. 
<laughs> Going off of uh, what Brittany was saying, I mean, isn't it that, yeah, because uh, I saw somewhere that what Travis just said, that uh, Kang and Renslayer were, are, will be lovers. Bound chicka um, Yeah, so that, that was a thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw somewhere that he... Because uh, because she that he put her into the timeline so that she's like reincarnated and scattered throughout the timeline. Um, something similar happens to Doctor Who, and that's a very sad episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, trauma. Um, <laughs> I could see in a way how that would upset her if that's what happened. Like if he did, like whatever version of Kang and Renslayer were lovers, if he tossed her into the into the abyss and he turned her into spaghetti because like, <gasps> that spaghetti like from the first episode because it was saying what would happen to loki if he got scattered throughout the time <laughs> throughout the that, oh God, that's, the, that's the term we're going with now is that he would have turned her into spaghetti not throwing her in the time that we, it's, oh my god yeah uh, so I, I like what travis had to say here every kang variant will end up being like captain kirk and just seduce whatever woman they can find Good God. Or they can try. You have a lot of confidence in that. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth played Captain Kirk's dad in the uh, J.J. Abrams' first Star Trek movie. So, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the only one of those movies I've seen. I liked it, but I didn't see the same. That's the only one I've. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Really? Weird. Yeah, really. Yeah. Now, I'm such a space I mean, nerd. You think I would have watched it. It, it? The way it's shot or the way it's done is like you know, obviously Chris uh, Hemsworth and Chris uh, Pine are Pine. similar age. Who knows? Pine's probably older. It's honestly, very strange. But the way they did it is like you know, it, it, we. It's like a flashback where you see Captain Kirk's dad. <laughs> and it's played by Chris Hemsworth. So. That's hilarious. And it was, I think, Fantastic. it was before Thor. I think it happened before Thor. I'm pretty sure it did. So. Anyway, wild, useless, but no guesses, on useless what, knowledge. Indeed. No, no, no guesses of what other than that. Like, I think it might be that, but I don't really know why that would make yeah. her angry. Really? Unless she dies. The, I mean, the daughter thing could work. That could make sense. Obviously, if they're lovers, I guess that could make sense. But see, that's what I don't. I don't like that. If it's like if she's a variant of him. Because it's just like Loki and Sylvie where they kind of have like a love thing. I mean, right now they have a hate thing going on. But like, I I don't like when it's like the villain and the hero have the same story. To me, it's like, I mean, it's okay if you do that sometimes. But like, let's let's break the mold. Let's try something different. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, So you you don't have any inclination of what that big secret may be, right, Justin? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. Well, let's, I think let's, I, I, that's what I think. My guess is that he threw her in the timeline because I heard that somewhere that happens in the mm-hmm. comics, okay. and that would piss her off because he basically spaghettified her. Ah. and well, from how Obi described it, that sounds excruciatingly painful. Probably so. But let's answer a question here in the chat from Raheem. The main question is, which side is Loki on? Is he good or bad? Hard to tell. I. Right now, I think I think Loki's just kind of trying to do whatever he can in order to survive. I don't know if he's necessarily 
good or bad or, you know, some sort of gray, moral gray being at this point. Mm -hmm. But I, I think he's just trying to survive, honestly, at this point. Yeah. I mean, he Loki's on Loki's side. That's kind of how it is in Norse mythology. That's how it is with this Loki, just survival, his existence, his motives, his goals, whatever. Whatever outcome will be best for him is mm-hmm. what he's going to choose. And I do see him actually really wanting to save the TVA, but I feel like Granted, he does see the reality, like everything, including me, will be destroyed. But <laughs> it seems very much just like he actually is very kind of genuine. Like he actually does what he feels like he's doing something good. So he's trying to do that and get out of that. Get out of the Loki cycle of they ruin everything. Well, and, and that's a good point because Renslayer did mention to Victor Timely about mm-hmm. what happened to, to He Who Remains and how, you know, two versions of of the same person uh, basically killed you right and and one of them was the guy that was in in the ferris wheel he's like oh but he was trying to protect me yeah he's been known to you know flip so it's it's a it's a consistent noted behavior of of loki to flip (laughs) and in the mythology almost most a lot of the recognizable myths revolving loki are just loki fixing problems that loki caused (laughs) so (laughs) so he does the fact that that is the guilt yeah the fact that that is the crux of the entire show Mm. is loki fixing a problem that a loki variant caused that's fantastic not surprised okay all right loki's on loki's side he's not good or bad he's loki is loki (laughs) he's on chaos's side there you go. I agree with that. He's the god of mischief for a reason. So I I don't think he's evil, but I, I think you're right. I think he's he's low mischievous. Yeah. There you go. Mischievous. We'll go with that. So uh here in the chat, Raheeb asks, Can you guys make a video of gameplay of Marvel Spider-Man 2? Now, I'm not gonna speak for my fellow watchers. Um, I don't have that. <laughs> I don't have that game. I don't so, I, yeah. It is yeah. a PlayStation 5 exclusive game. All okay. three of us do have PlayStation 5s. Mm-hmm. Now, this Spider-Man series, I have the first game, Spider-Man 2018, which came out. It's on the PS4. They've upscaled it for the PS5. And I actually have the sequel to the game, which is the Miles Morales game. Mm. I have not beaten either game. I do <laughs> I do like both games. I uh, My brother and his his sons, they've, they've beaten the games like 10 times over. They have the new one. They got this past weekend. But I, I'm avoiding that game until I get to that game. Who knows when that's going to be? <laughs> because I, the story for the first one was spoiled for me online. I know what happens with certain. What characters. have I told you about being online? It, there was no avoid. I mean, I mean, okay, it's also my fault. Like the game came out in 2018, we're in 2023, so it's like, you know, whatever. But um, I don't think we'll ever have a. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say ever, but we're not going to have a video gameplay probably for a while. I don't know that um, that's on a radar, but we might have a discussion about the story because that is um, I've heard it's pretty crazy because in the second game, you've got miles miles and Peter are playable characters. Venom is a part of it. Um, I know Brittany's not a Spider-Man fan. Amber, um, (laughs) do you have any thoughts on the character Spider-Man? Not really. Um, Not really. I, 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 
I think um, I, ju- I do like the Spider-Man movies, but yeah. the games, honestly, just I, I'm so bad at video games, guys. Hmm. If I if, even if I had the game, you don't want to watch me play it because I'm <laughs> bad at video games. Yeah, and I, I, I just, think kind I of. Just am. I think on that note too. I don't. I don't think at this time any of us are really set up to do like gameplay, live streaming, that kind of thing. Not sure if that's something that really we've tested out with, you know, you the audience. If if that's of of any interest, uh, it's something we'll definitely keep in mind for future and and maybe when we uh maybe grow our audience more and <laughs> maybe get some sponsors that'd be great <laughs> that, that would be really cool i i do want to say want to get a, a cheap plug in um if you do like spider-man and i do like spider-man a lot i did a national spider-man day podcast on this very channel on back on august 1st so go back and check that out i talked with uh, rob felicetti who is the bass player for bowling for soup which is my favorite band Rob is a massive Spider-Man fan. He named his kid Peter Parker Felicetti after Spider-Man. Rob is also from Queens, which is where Peter Parker's from. So if you have any interest in the web crawler, go back in our <laughs> archives, check out our National Spider-Man Day episode. It was one of my favorites. So please do that. Um, yeah, I wasn't on the pod. I was running the pod. And as someone who doesn't particularly care for Spider-Man, that was a really good pod. That was a yeah. really good, great discussion between the two of you being so like in your nerd element so yeah definitely go check out the pod and while you're at <laughs> doing that if you haven't done so already cheap plugin yeah. subscribe to our youtube channel <laughs> yeah we we definitely appreciate that we we love the people that are joining us in the chat we get more sure. every week it really adds to the show it's it's fun to interact with people and uh yeah keep them keep the questions and comments coming we really enjoy it <laughs> stop hey, travis Travis says, I stopped playing games in like 2013, so I relate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm like, not much of a gamer myself, but you know, yeah, I'm not, I, the only game I ever played and actually played all the way through is Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. I got, I got a PS5. Brittany, we got a PS5s like around the same time, exactly, like back in like March or something, February, March. And yep. I haven't turned mine on in like four months, I don't think. So, bless uh, your heart. I still I use mine to watch TV. It is how I stream everything. Okay. So I have yeah. to same <laughs> when yeah. I have played it, I've enjoyed it, but I have, I'm a, I'm a sports game player. So like, I've still got like NBA 2k 23 from last year to play. I've got FIFA, which FIFA is not even called FIFA anymore. Now it's called uh EA sports FC. Like it's a different FIFA. That's the I'm soccer sure. game. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Just kidding. But no, I, I do want to play the Spider-Man too because it looks incredible. It just came out this past weekend. And uh, yeah, it's it's killing me because I want to know what happens to the story because I know what happens in the first two games. And like, this is this is a, it's a big one. And obviously, it's a very popular game. It, I mean, on the same level as Hogwarts Legacy. It may not sell as many because it's, it's a PlayStation exclusive, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. Insomniac is the company that made it. And they they are very good at what they do, so... Yep. We might talk about that at some point. Um, back to talking about Loki. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that y'all would like to mention? I think overall, to kind of give you this timeline of it began in the sacred timeline and then we branched. This may not end well, truth be told, right? Like, I just, I feel like it's it's not going to end well for 
a lot of people and we're still discovering like a lot of unknowns when it comes down to like Renslayer. Of course, we know very little about Victor Timely, don't know the outcome of him coming to the TVA. Is that going to maybe cause a Nexus event in itself? Because we still are waiting to see the event when Loki, as he was time slipping, he goes into the future and he sees Sylvie in the TVA coming out of the elevator. Like how close are we getting to to that moment because i think i still feel like it's really really close it's it's gonna happen probably as like a penultimate that's leading into the finale i'm not sure i i think i think the foundation of this going all the way back to the late 18 or mid to late 1800s and whatnot i think is is truly truly fascinating yeah yeah because we are at the halfway point of the season it's only a six episode season so we're we're halfway home that's crazy. Um, one thing uh, before we get uh, Amber's thoughts on all this stuff, I want to mention something that we haven't touched on is I think it's interesting how Victor timely doesn't do partnerships and that that point is made twice in this episode. Once after, you know, he's done his demonstration he's, you know, he's doing, he's trying to sell his, his fake invention invention. And, uh, you know, he's presented with a partnership and he said, I don't do partnerships. And then, Later on, when Ravona is telling him, you know, I hope I hope we have a great partnership. That's when he drops her, double crosses her, goes with Miss Minutes. Literally, literally drops her. Drops her. They're on a like a ferry going from Chicago to Wisconsin because for tax reasons, he he does his sales and business in Chicago, but his laboratory is in Wisconsin because it's a better tax rate. It's <laughs> kind of funny. They're on like they're it. on a ferry heading uh heading to Wisconsin and. The sudden, suddenly she wakes up and she's falling in a dinghy to the uh, to the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amber, what what is it with the partnerships? Did you did you latch onto that? And what are your thoughts? I kind of just took it as Kang in general. Yeah, I don't see him like he seems like a man alone. You know, he yeah, literally the he who remains. It's not there you go. the group who remains. It's not the, <laughs> the two. Yeah, I, I, right. The couple who remain. Like yeah, he seems like a very solo guy. So I think like solidifying that, I guess, cornerstone of his personality makes sense. Yeah. Like, hey, um, and Ouroboros is the same. True. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want him to be bad. I like him. Um, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's bad. If he's a variant of King, he, he doesn't have to be bad. I'm just saying he's You're he's right. a bit of a loner as well. Anyway, um, sorry. But I um, I just <laughs> kind of a, a little side note, but also I thought it was weird that while they're on the ferry, they're just chilling in a lifeboat for yeah. her to fall asleep in the lifeboat so he can drop her. <laughs> like he's like, Bye. why are you chilling in a lifeboat? I mean, in the th- first that's his usual accommodations. Apparently, I mean. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't cost him any, anything if he's just going to be sitting in a lifeboat. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, that would I, be a scary way to wake up, though, to fall, you know, what is it, bit. like 15, 20 feet or whatever in a boat to the water. Like, Well, that feeling of falling asleep when – that fall, that feeling of falling when you're falling asleep yeah. is because your heart slows down too fast and your brain body thinks you're going to die, so it jolts you awake. I hate that feeling. Just so you know, that's what's happening. <laughs> your heart slowed down too fast and your body freaked out. And so it jolts you awake. And that's why you have that feeling of falling before you wake up. 
But the um, more you know, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah. So it's a horrible feeling. Nobody likes it. Um, no. Because you almost died. I think our, embrace, our brains don't like it intentionally. So um, that would be a horrible okay. way to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty wild. Um, I, I think more so to the point with even Miss Minutes, like being aggressive about her her affection towards yeah. he who remains and also how pissed off she was that he didn't give her a body. Yeah. Damn love it. Love bombing. She could. <laughs> that That is a term these days, isn't it? Love bombing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she... I know she. I think we got to watch out for her. Honestly, we really got to watch out for her and and yeah. any shenanigans she may pull, the secrets that she may reveal. Um, she probably could potentially screw everything up for everyone. She is an AI, right? She's she's intelligent in her own right. So, see Ultron. <laughs> is. Does Miss Minutes have like a cemented timeline of her own? Do no we idea. know like is she just she never is ending? Sentient artificial intelligence, something or other. Well, um yeah. My thought is kind of like if we were to go like when Loki was going back and forth between different parts in the episode one, going back and forth between different times of the TVA. If he went into the past of the TVA and talked to Miss Minutes then, would she know what's going on now? Because mm-hmm. she's an AI. She doesn't operate on a normal timeline like humans do. Mm-hmm. Good point. Not sure. Very good question. Not sure. Not sure. I don't know. Just thoughts. But either way, I think she's evil. I don't like her. Oh, well, yeah. yeah that much is, that much is, is, I think, yeah, pretty much well agreed upon. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the chat, Brittany, you you responded to a question that Raheem had about uh, merch. We actually did have merch our first year. We had Game of Thrones themed uh, watcher shirts. They were like baseball shirts, like the three fourth sleeve Mm -hmm. kind of shirts. But uh, yeah, we don't have any more, unfortunately. If we did, we'd send you one, but we don't have any. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Maybe one day we can get back in the merch game. Yeah. Also, you know, COVID happened. So that was. And now people don't wear clothes. (laughs) Good Lord. What do you mean? Like you still have to wear shirts and clothes and stuff. Like we just, yeah. God, I miss working from home. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to see me every day. That's, that's. Oh, stop it. it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway, um, going back to the show, here's like kind of my last thing about the episode. We, we saw that Victor timely, he's an inventor. Let's let's are y'all familiar with Shark Tank, the show? Oh, yeah. OK, so let's let's play a little bit of Shark Tank for ourselves. Which one of Victor Timely's inventions are you investing in? The oh, mechanical man. trousers? Listen, or well, hold, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let, me give, let me give the other one. There's mechanical trousers or the refrigerator chair. Brittany, go for it. Is it when I first saw the middle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it wasn't for the fact that it gave me like roadie post uh, post Civil War vibes, right? He, he had to use the mechanical legs in order to be able to walk, right? Yeah. There was some form of paralysis there. If that could make me taller, because your girl is under five foot, y'all, okay? You're I'm perfect the way foot. you are. Oh, thank yeah. you. 
I'm I'm under five foot, but my personality is as tall as Justin, right? It's six foot two. You're fun sized for our convenience. (laughs) I'm fun sized, exactly. Well, y'all are married now, so that was the (laughs) (laughs) anyway. No, that would be cool to be tall. However, your girl's also lazy. (laughs) Once I'm sitting in that recliner, I ain't getting up. Yeah. So if I could have a a chilled beverage of my choice, easily accessible. I'll be very happy. Yeah. Be, be a Mexican Coke because it's the best. Had one this True. morning. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I probably in I probably go with the the refrigerator chair. Yeah. I'll, I'll invest. I got yeah. no money, but I'll invest. You've also got a a corgi dog that I would appreciate the refrigerator chair during the summer because she would be laying near around it or whatever. She would. So, yeah. She would. She does. She does have some feelings when I don't kick up the footrest for her to either jump onto or lie underneath. Right. She's a strange dog. Yeah. So yeah, Amber, Amber I, what are you going for? I'm going with Any the question? chair. I'm going with the chair. I, I was going to be a little sassy and say I picked the temporal loom, but <laughs> um, Fair. Uh, Fair. My, I just don't think uh, the, the law, the science, the, the logic of it, the temporal loom, as he described it, at the fair didn't really correlate to me considering you're he, like he says that he wants it, it he's turning entropy into power and electricity mm-hmm. that's just turning order in like chaos into order that's mm. not something that conduces power mm-hmm. so to me i was just kind of like the science doesn't science i'm so I was going to be sassy, but then I didn't like the explanation that he gave. So <laughs> chair, I'm going with the refrigerator chair. chair. I I like the chair also, but just to be different, I'm going to say the trousers. Now, I'm I, as Brittany said, I'm 6'2", but imagine if I was 6'7 or something, the world would be mine. <laughs> I would be unstoppable. So I'm I'm right. If you're like head. if you're like that, that woman in, in the meeting today. Oh, yeah, she was tall. I think she was that even taller was, than you. Oh yeah, she was definitely taller than me. Yeah, yeah, she, that was she wild. Must have been a college basketball player. Of course, none of y'all were there, and none of one you know, saw this <laughs> this person. So, this is definitely an inside comment. But uh, yeah, Jimmy was there. Yeah. That's fine. Right, yeah. I'm rocking the mechanical trousers now. Do they sound comfortable? No, they Not don't sound all. comfortable. But <laughs> I'll know. give it a shot. Why not? I like I'm, how I'm I like the tallest how... woman in my family. I'm okay with it, and I mean. That's adorable. My, my my fella is like a full foot taller than me. I'm five four. He's six four. Okay. Um, I'm the shortest person in his entire family. The only I'm person the who's relatively close, like the only person who is relatively close in my height, is like was like thirteen when I met them. Oh, at a family reunion. <laughs> but um, his family are giants. But um, I'm the tallest woman in my family. The only Frost people taller giants? than me are my the only person, the only tallest person in my family is, um, other than me, is my brother. Gotcha. So I'm fine. I don't need to tell. <laughs> uh, we have a question here from Rajiv. Okay. Here is a really interesting question. If you were a TVA agent and you could take a vacation, when and where would you like to go? Ooh, oh, man. Good question. I need time to think. I need time to think about that, too time that we don't have because we, we I, do need to wrap this pod <laughs> i'll go ahead and go i i would go back to the 1990s 
to Chicago, and I would I would go oh, see my beloved. Chicago I thought you were going to say when I was born. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. That's right. You were born in like ninety six, seven, ninety six, four, ninety four. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, mm-hmm. almost I would, exactly halfway. I, you know, I probably would venture back before you were born. I'd probably early nineties, and I would be in Chicago. The rise of like Michael Jordan and everything. I think I would probably want to experience that in person. I I watched it on TV as a kid growing up. I think that'd be cool. I mean, it's not really a vacation spot. Although Chicago in the summer apparently is a great town. I've never been, but uh, maybe back then. I don't know about now. Well, I mean, there's we live in Houston, Brittany. Like, there's bad parts of Houston also. Uh, Yeah. So, does anybody else have an answer? Hmm. I can tell you probably like where I want to go on vacation. I couldn't tell you like time period that I want to go. I, I, I've been very fortunate enough to travel to Europe a couple of times. There are parts of Europe that I have not been able to, to visit. So I definitely more places in Europe. If I could just, you know, hit up every spot using that, that time door, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah, That'd be cool. I just, like I said, I can't give you a, because I feel like if I were to say, let me go back during the era of Caesar, (laughs) that's not going to end well. I feel like all the places that would be really fascinating are times of pure chaos. Chaos. Yeah. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. And I'd rather not be a part of that. I I really, really honestly wouldn't. (laughs) Fair. Fair. I would probably pick because I have a huge love and interest of of mythology and stories from various cultures all over the world. Um, There's so I was thinking of a lot of ruins and things that I would like to see like back when they were fully in construction, especially in uh, Greece and Italy, because that's my primary love. But um, I because you were talking about like time frames and catastrophes happening um that made me think i want to go like the tuesday before the library of alexandria burned (laughs) take me the random tuesday before that happened (laughs) so i could just have a nice relaxing day and explore and learn things that were are going to burn down in a week Mm. random random (laughs) tuesday before the Library of Alexandria was burnt out. Man. For MCU purposes, I'll tell you where I wouldn't go. Sokovia. I wouldn't vacation in Sokovia. <laughs> so, that would... Hey, if we're going yeah. with MCU, then can I, can I go to Asgard? There you go. Well, also not a great place. Depending on when yeah. you go. It's not Depending a great place. It's just so pretty and shiny. Well, it doesn't, I mean, spoiler alert, it doesn't make it too long. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't last forever. There's new Asgard, which is. But it's pretty. Yeah. And depending on what time there. I go there. There you go. Good there point. are two pretty princes there. Good, Good point. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I, I can narrow it down. I can narrow it down. I can narrow it down. Wherever Dean Winchester is, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Has nothing to do with the Now MCU. we're just universe hopping. That's fine by me. That's a That's supernatural okay. reference, which they it are both watching yes. right now. Yeah. I mean, hey, if we're universe hopping, I want to go where, wherever and whenever the Doctor is in Doctor Who. Yes, I know. Because that's a time travel show and a 
sci-fi show so they're wherever and whenever because they can go all over different planets and the answer is yes universe (laughs) yeah somewhere yes just plot me in (laughs) that yeah and i'll be good all right we do have to wrap up but one last question from raheeb do you guys have time tomorrow to make a watch party for tomorrow's loki episode unfortunately we are not available to do such a wonderful idea. We have talked about doing a, a watch party over on Discord, something we're still exploring, something we're trying to um, air out and get our fellow watchers to participate because it's more than just the three of us. There, We've got Frank, George, Tristan, Marcy, um, Nathan sometimes. It's been yeah. a while since Nathan's been with us. But yeah, there are a lot more watchers. Than just... Drew. Drew, yeah, yep. our brother from the north. Yeah, yep. he's 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 popped up here a few times. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we are not available on Thursdays uh, to do a watch party, but maybe one day in the future when, um, again, we have a bigger audience and we have sponsors and we can do this full time. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> that, that would be that. That's I'll, honestly like that's our goal is to do this as our job. That would be yeah, amazing. That'd be cool. And uh, that'd be cool. I do want to before we get here, Brittany, Travis had a comment I wanted to get to about the uh, thinking too far ahead. Yep. Talking about secret wars. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so there's this new book that came out about two weeks ago. It's called MCU, the rise of, or the, I'm sorry, the reign of Marvel studios. The rise. And, no, I mean, I, I mean, it's already, I mean, it's killing obviously. It's I mean, killing, a lot of yeah. people think it's like the rise and fall now, but I don't think it's, I mean, it's still <sighs> definitely not still up there anyway, in the book, like I haven't finished, I have the book. I've only read a hundred pages or so. It's a phenomenal book. I love it. They they worked their way through the history of the MCU. I'm I just got past the Hulk movie, so that's the second movie in the MCU. So you can tell how far back I am. But <laughs> it's a page turner, great great source for information if you care about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But there there's news that has come out of that book, and one of the things that came out of that book is the fact that Kevin Feige, obviously the uh, the head of Marvel Studios, has said that he envisions uh, Avengers Secret Wars, which right now is slated to come out in 2027 may of 2027 again i don't believe that'll happen it'll probably be a year or two later than that but the plan for secret wars is to be a soft reboot of the mcu meaning you could have iron man come back and maybe it's a different person or you could you know anybody i I think tom cruise honestly i think everything's on the table i think some things I think that we're going to see for sure. I think we're going to see Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in this movie. There's been a lot of talk about that. Now, obviously, we saw him in Far From Home. Or, I'm sorry, from No Way Home. But um, there's a good chance we'll see Wolverine again, which we're going to see him in Deadpool 3, hopefully, in the next couple of years. Uh, and I say Wolverine. I mean Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. So yes. I think uh, to answer your question, Travis, and not really answer it, but to kind of just vaguely answer it, I think everything is on the table and who knows, like by then, you know, we're talking that could be five, six years from now. Who knows what, maybe everyone hates the MCU and it's over, but, uh, but uh, hopefully not. Hopefully. Uh, well, I mean, people, people are pretty down on superhero stuff. I mean, let's That's be fair. honest, like even this show, which I think is pretty great. There's a lot of, there's a lot of negative comments out there. People, I've heard people compare this to Obi-Wan, the, 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 <gasps> Disney Plus Star Wars show, which which you know, Brittany and I oh, both we don't talk about that openly hated that show. Yeah. So uh yeah. yeah. Oof. Secret Rough. Wars Secret Wars is gonna be special whenever it happens. Hopefully it happens in our lifetimes. That's all I care about. 
Not that's not all I care about, but that's one of the things I care about. Jesus. Sorry, let me clarify that. <laughs> God. So, anyway, do y'all have any uh, closing thoughts on the episode before we get out of here? Go to Amber first. Um, no, I I like this episode, but I'm kind of like in the middle between you guys, where like Brittany was kind of like not really her favorite episode, and you really really liked it. I'm like smack in the middle. I see why. I didn't hate it. I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as the second one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. pretty much, pretty much what what Amber said. It's it. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I've been saying this consistently since the premiere of of Loki. I feel like it's better on the rewatch. This episode just it was a miss for me. It the addition of of finally seeing Jonathan Majors as as Victor Timely was wonderful i i figured we were going to see him either halfway or like three quarters through through the season so that was a plus however it just it it doesn't rank high for me right now i think episode two is probably the two and one are, are probably interchangeable in the in sense of ranking the highest but th episode three for me has is at the bottom right now okay yeah, yeah. for me i like i said i think it keeps getting better and better and i expect that to continue for the final three episodes of the season. And the best is yet to come for this show. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm interested to see how it plays out. So uh, please make plans to join us. We have three more episodes of Loki to break down. And it's always great to have Amber on board when she, when the TVA allows her to, which today, <laughs> today it happened. Yay. Uh, but Amber. Yeah. That was just a one-time thing. I promise. <laughs> Right. But, but Amber's not just a, an expert about mythology and Greek mythology and Loki and Norse mythology and all kinds of mythology. She's also, she also has a wonderful uh, YouTube channel. And uh, she does. Amber, why don't you, why don't you plug that while we're getting out of here? You stole my pun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's okay. I allow it. Um, I have a, if you like Harry Potter or the Wizarding World in general, um, I have a channel called All of Amber's Wands. It's a study of wands and wand lore through at the, throughout the Wizarding World. So I go into the cultural, historical, and symbolic meaning of the wood that the wand is made from and the magical beast that the core is derived from. And we compare those facts and uh, descriptions of the wand. I get the wand, wand's character. And we analyze it to the character, see how well it fits. And it's very fun time. Um, but yeah, we talk about wands. It's I'm a wand weirdo. So yeah. We love you for it regardless. Yeah, you're our wand Thank weirdo you. though. So we're, we're happy to have you on the show. Uh, Brittany, do you want to plug anything besides our own stuff? Uh, no, I think we we got to get out of here, y'all. So uh, go. I'm going to go ahead and just wrap. So we appreciate those who have joined us in today's live stream. We really always love having your your comments, your questions. It just helps with engagement. And it's really just fun to to chat with y'all. So thank you to Rahib, Travis, uh, Yesenia for joining us for today's pod. And we encourage everyone who's watching the replay to join us for our future live stream. So you can do that by one, subscribing to this YouTube channel, hitting that notification bell, and also hitting that like button. It really helps us out, grow our audience. We are on the road to 300 subscribers before the end of 2023. We're currently at 283. So tell your people, tell uh, your variants all about us. We appreciate you and them 
being a part of this Watchers network here. So you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and threads at Watchers Basement. You can send us uh, articles, memes, uh, things that you want us to check out. And you can do that using the hashtag Watchers Basement. That is how you can get in touch with us the fastest way. It also helps grow our audience. And if you're not into the video podcast, we've got you covered with audio podcasts available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on all those platforms and give us a five-star rating. Yes, please do that. Thank you, Brittany. So for Brittany, for Amber, I'm Justin saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.